episode 29 and since it's December and we've made it another year or not another year a full year of podcasting now um about 13-14 months we've been podcasting which is a lot of fun um we thought we would kind of do a wrap up of our reads of 2017 so we each were going to bring a couple of books that were our favorites of the year to talk about some of us might have talked about them before already. You might be hearing about them again, but that's okay. We just really want you to read them. Um, really and then excited. we might throw in a few titles that we're really excited about in 2018. And then our second podcast of the month, we're going to kind of go over what our reading resolutions were for the year and how we did with them or how we failed. Either way, that goes. Yeah. So, yep. um, Aubrey, what's one of your favorite reads of 2017? And I do want to preface that it did not have to come out in 2017. Some of mine did. Actually, I think all of mine did, um, but they don't have to. It could just be something you read in 2017. Uh, most of mine did not come out in 2017 because I was looking through my Goodreads read thing and, and I did not read very much that was published this year. Like, I, I don't know why. I had other... What's wrong with you? I've got a very long backlog of books. Yeah. I can't keep up. Um, but my one that did come out this year is Flame in the Mist by Renee Adia, which is a sort of feudal Japan retelling of Mulan, which is just fantastic, and I loved her uh, last series, which was a Shahrazad retelling. I love retellings. I like it when they take the stories that I already know and then just twist them a little bit. Oh, see, I like it when they just they just turn completely around and go a different direction. I think that's fun. It is. It is nice to have something familiar. So I do like the kind of that subtly change it, but sometimes I mm -hmm. just like it where it's... Uh, kind of the premise and then they just do their own thing so so yeah that one that was my one that i read this year that i really absolutely adored what um what would be somebody might like this if they like what oh um i just retellings in general um i'm blanking on i put you, you on the you spot more. you did it is mean i'm sorry robin, robin mckinley yeah she good does one. good ones um beauty and yeah jane yolen's done some mm -hmm. And oh, the uh, Diana Petterfines series, the Across the Star Swept Sea, and the other one that I'm also blanking on. For Darkness Shows the Stars. There we go. I can never remember that title. I love that book, but I can never remember the title for some reason. I can only remember that one. It's the covers I remember more, though. So. They're very They're pretty covers. Curious. All right, Jessica, what was one of your favorite reads of 2017? Um, Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. It was it came out in like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, but I got to finally read it this year and I really enjoyed it. And it's about this woman who is a witch, but she doesn't practice witchcraft. She just comes from a, a witch family. Um, and she is a bit of a scholar. She's going to school and she's a professor and she is it this library in Oxford, I think, somewhere mm -hmm. in England, um, and finds this book that's been missing for years and years, and it's this mysterious book. And um, so all of these strange creatures start to flock toward her because she found this book, and this very lovely vampire finds her and of course he is does. trying to protect her, um, okay. sort of. But I'm just envisioning that like, she found the book and now the bad things are happening. As soon as you said that, the only thing in my head was the bit from The Mummy with them screaming, do yeah. not read from the book. 
I, she gets that feeling, but I don't think anybody yells that to her. They're just like, we want the book. Give me the book, because they all want it, too. Did you read the um, whole series? I only read the first book. Oh. I want to read the rest. It's been on my to-be-read list for, I don't, since it came out. That's a series I want to finish, and I haven't. The second one's a slow starter, so I need to actually push my way through that one. But. I started the second one yeah. and didn't finish it, but yeah. I, I want to. And I'm really excited they're making it a movie, so... It's a movie? I thought it was a series. I think it's going to be a movie. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I saw pictures. I didn't Pretty people. pay enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I know. Valerie, what about you? Um, well, my first one's kind of a two-in-one, I guess. I, I read my first Margaret, Margaret Atwood novel this year. I read Handmaid's Tale, and then here in our podcast, we read um, Hagseed, and I loved both of those, so I'm definitely a fan of hers. Um, she's really good at sort of a dystopian futurist which that's handmaid's tale Hagseed has a little bit of it almost it's, almost a dystopian mm-hmm. feel to it but it's much funnier than handmaid's tale which really has no humor <laughs> it's, um, it's not a funny book <laughs> no <laughs> the, the book is much lighter than the, t- the hulu series but yeah it's it's definitely a dark story but i i really do like her writing i sh- i feel like she's usually considered almost more in like the classics realm now but she's much more approachable than some of those types of writers so I really enjoyed both of those I I would love to I need to read more of her um I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed Hagseed as well and after watching Alias Grace I I really liked that story too so I need to I need to continue I just have not did you google it afterwards because I googled it the story of Alias Grace the story of the girl and I don't remember if I did or not. I did. Oh, I had to. Is it no. dark? And... It, it is. Most of it's true. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she, she really did maybe kill the people. But you don't know if she killed the people. Oh, it's well, crazy. My, yeah. My first one um, is a teen book. I read a... I read a lot of adult stuff this year. I was proud of myself, people. I mean, a lot of it was for this book, <laughs> this <laughs> podcast. Um, but I was, but all of my books that I really, really loved, I went through and organized my spreadsheet because I am that person that keeps a spreadsheet of what she reads. Um, and I had a lot of twos, which I was like, oh, I did not like a lot of what I read. But then I had a five or six fives. So mine's all came from the five stars that I gave it. Um, but the first one would be Goodbye Days by Jeff Sintner. Um, I just, I love his voice in teen fiction. Um, strong male characters that are complicated and um, imperfect and they mess up a lot, um, but endearing at the same time. Like, I don't, they're not angsty to the point where you want them to fall off the cliff. Um, yes, I'm that person as well, that reader as well. But it's a, a story. This was one of those dead sibling books that I read. Um, I actually gave two different dead sibling books five stars, which I thought was interesting. Um I must have just been in a mood this year. I was in a very contemporary mood this year, but it's about a boy whose friends um, are killed in an accident, and uh, he was the last person they texted, and so it's him learning to grieve um, and to look past what has happened and and try to move on with his life, but still be a part of the lives of the people that this whole tragedy affected. So it was very, very good. Love Jeffson. there. Can't wait to read his other stuff as well. Um, when it comes out. It's, he only has two books out. Serp, the Serpent King and Goodbye Days. But I like them both. So, Alright, book number two. Watson, go. Um, the second book did not come out this year. I did read it this year for another book club. And it is Salt to the Sea by um, Rita... Rita Zepetti. Rita yes. I can never pronounce her last name. It's like, no. Um, but it is a World War II story from the point of view of four different 
um, young adults. They're they're teens ish. Yeah. You can easily forget that they're teens. Yeah, because of all the stuff they're going through. Um, but there's three people that are sort of running from this madness to get to a ship, the Wilhelm, uh, which was a real ship, and then bad things did happen. I looked that up before because I wanted oh, to know. Oh, shame it was a ship. on you! I didn't know. I, just, I wanted to know if it was a real, like, where in the history this was. That set, sounds a lot like what I do, Watson. I know. Oh. Reading the last page first. Which but, I did for that book because I couldn't handle the stress. Yes. Uh, but the, the fourth person in the book is actually a, a young Nazi soldier. And I kind of liked that alternate point of view. I mean, he was a horrible... He was crazy pants. Yeah. Like, just... Ew, you hated him, but, but he was so fantastic at... Like, to be hated. Like, yes. that's why he was there. He was so pompous and, and self-important about, like, he's going to single-handedly win the war, except he's too much of a weenie to even get chapped hands while he's doing whatever the chore he's been set to do is. Um, so I really liked it. I totally cried. And I got to, I actually was the one that picked that book. It's for the I Heart Way book club here. And, and I showed up at book club and they were mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sad. It made me very emotional. I like a good cry because uh-huh. of a book every once in a while. Like, I, I've done it where I've hit too many of them back to back, and then I just go into the spiral of awful grief. But every once in a while, it feels really good to cry mm-hmm. at a book. One thing I loved about that book so much, and um, her, what was the other one the, before that? Between Shades of Grey mm-hmm. as well. Um, the, the idea of resilience. Like, I try to put myself in their shoes, and it's like, I would not have lasted very long. Like, it just, it's spectacular to me, those kinds of stories with this, this idea of resilience and mm-hmm. um, Even out of the fortitude. easy. Yeah. 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 I mean, could I really survive if my mother was a prostitute? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but this... Probably, but I, it just would have been a hard life. And so it's, when it's so far outside of everything I know and seeing characters get through things, it's mm-hmm. it's good. But yeah, I came across this one because I liked um, Codename Verity so much, which is another one that made, that one made me cry harder. That? Like that. I was fine until the very end with the letter and the I'll leave the window open for you. Oh. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. I am sobbing on my couch. Yeah. Midway through the book. I had to pull my car over because I could no longer see. Oh. I was crying so hard. And I picked up the book the other day. We're going to use the book um, as a part of our Winter is Coming teen lock-in, Heroes versus Villains, because Von Linden is such a good villain. Um, and a historical, I wanted a historical villain as well. Um, and I was looking through, I was like, oh, I probably wouldn't have been as surprised as I was had if I had actually read it because there are clues just in the way that the text is with stuff underlined. I was like, oh, but man, I, I did not see what was coming, coming at all. And it broke me. And I told her that when I met her and she's like, oh, and she just kind of patted my hand. She's like, thank you for reading. And I was like, you don't understand, woman. But, how many stories do we have about like uh, people yelling yeah. at authors? Like, how dare you? Yes. Morgan Madsen. They yeah. they mess with our emotions. That is one I want to reread very badly. I want to listen to that one again. Which one? So, Codename Verity. Yeah. And, I mean, I would like to listen to both Between Shades of Grey and I have to listen Salt to her other one. Um, oh, after Codename Verity, what's the other one? Oh, per- The Pearl Thief? No, it, Rose? Oh, no. Rose and... Rose Wire? And some. Wire? Fire. Under fire. fire. Under fire. fire. That Rose one. Under fire. Okay. I like how you guys got to that together. <laughs> Saying random words. Like, you could go on a game show and, and make yeah. it happen. So. Well, there's strange connections. We can play code names. Yes, yes, there you go. Code name parody? 
Oh, look at you. You're so witty. What's your number two? Um, trying to decide. Uh, the Hate You Give by Angie Thomas um, was wonderful. Um, it is about a girl who, um, her best friend, well, it starts out her best friend was killed when she was young in a drive-by shooting, um, but then she is older. She goes to a party and um, her good friend is killed um, during a traffic stop and um, by a police officer. And so it is the aftermath of that, um, the talking about racism and um, poverty and the, just the differences between living in one area and living in another because her uncle lives in a richer area and just trying to get out of where they are but also take care of their community that they're from is a beautiful story and it it won um two awards for the goodreads best of the year oh, or whatever it? yeah it won uh, best and best yeah. debut yeah debut author and young i wouldn't be surprised fiction. if it's one of the front runners for right. the prince awards yeah. the big young adult fiction award um, they usually announce those in late January, early February each year, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's up there. It was excellent. It was. It, I like it wasn't soapboxy, and yes. I think that's very important, that it's accessible without being um, too political at all, really. Just yeah. really well done. It's one of those books that you love, but then when you really think about what it's about, you're like, I don't really love it. Like, it's hard to say you love that one because it's, in a way, it is an ugly book because it is, it's so familiar to everything that you see on the news. Um, A lot of times it's too close to home, but it was really well done. It was kind of hard for me to put it on my favorite list because Mm -hmm. of that. I was sitting there thinking, do I want it on there? I mean, it's not, it's it's not like, it didn't, it didn't like, warm my heart (laughs) but it was beautifully done and you you also had like her uncle is a police officer so you have other positions involved and you're not just going at it from one point of view Mm -hmm. and it was just well done all right valerie you're up number two uh my i guess number two favorite turtles all the way down by john green um it was one i i think all of us were looking forward to this year still haven't read it no <laughs> oh, okay have you I read it either. Oh. <laughs> I, well, was, I was looking forward i was I looking am. forward to it i just haven't gotten there yet um it's probably uh my favorite john green book which i i I wasn't sure if that would be the case, but it, it really was. So it's about Aza, who is a girl who has some fairly major anxiety issues, um, primarily dealing with, with her health. Um, but she is sent on this journey to try to find a friend's father who's gone missing. So it's um, what I've like, kind of heard is he tried to take that Sherlock Holmes thing where they have some kind of mental illness that helps them and kind of turn it on its head. So she's trying to solve this mystery despite her mental illness getting in the way. So it's a very real portrayal of mental illness from her perspective um, without being, again, I don't think it's overdone. I mean, it's, it's just, and it's not... It, it doesn't necessarily, it isn't, isn't the story, but it is a major part of it, if that mm. makes any sense at all. But um, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a great book. Um, I think what's so good is that it, it's kind of, again, I have not read it, so I cannot spec direct, speak directly to it, but the fact that he 
it has gotten such good press, but it took so long to write. Like, mm-hmm. there was such a big gap between that and The Fault in Our Stars to come out with something, which I know had to been nerve-wracking for him. Can I do it again? Can I write, you know, another bestseller? Am, well, I, am think, I that good, or was that a fluke? I think was? it was probably that nerves, but also, since he has mm-hmm. his own issues with mental illness, I've, it, I've gotten the impression this is much more personal to him than mm-hmm. all of his others. It's got to um, be terrifying. So putting, put you know, I affect, you know, this is, Something mm-hmm. I deal with, too, out into the world is definitely scary. So I, I d- definitely understand why it was a took so long took to so release long to it. There, but yeah. it, was, it was well worth the I wait. don't know if I would have the guts to write something that representative of myself to put out there for someone to, like, since he deals with these issues, I, I would be terrified to put something that personal. I don't know if the book itself, it would be the conversations around the book, I think, yeah. would yeah. be the hard thing. Having, when you do those those book tours and getting interviewed and that kind of thing, that it is not then just about the books, that it, you mm-hmm. are talking yeah. about yourself, that'd be hard. Yeah. Well, and I don't think it's necessarily a direct reflection of what he's dealt with but he I think if you have any kind of a mental illness you at least understand a certain amount even if it's not the same thought processes that are going through your head Mm -hmm. so I think him having gone through something definitely makes him you know better able to write this character a good conversation to start about a a place to direct people about that conversation about mental health and um, so I am I'm looking forward to reading it I got yelled at by many of people that I have not yet, and it's like, oh, one of my friends in Florida, she's like, I read this because of you, and you haven't read it, and I was like, well, I didn't tell you to read it, that's not fair, Um, but I will get to it eventually. Um, My last one, and I just, I can't not say it, because I love her so. Um, (laughs) I know what it is. Is All the Crooked Saints by Maggie Stiefvater. It was a tie between that and These Shallow Graves um, by Jennifer Donnelly, which I talked about on here, I think, and that I really, really liked. But All the Crooked Saints, as I started it, I don't know if I would have put it at one of my favorites, but it was one of those that afterwards, really thinking about it and just appreciating her storytelling, um, I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the characters. It's about this small town in Colorado that is kind of run by saints. People come to the town looking for miracles. Um, And so it's about the struggle of giving advice and receiving advice, getting over demons, um, accepting hard truths about yourself. It was just beautifully written. I liked all the cast of characters, and there are quite a few, um, which made it kind of interesting and dynamic. And the fact that it was a standalone was fantastic. Um, So I just, I loved it. Um, All the Cricket Saints, can't say enough about that. And it has a really pretty cover. Um, and it's Maggie, and she posted on Instagram a picture of um, her husband building a playground for her goats. I saw that. And I just was so happy in that moment that I thought, yes, that is my author right there. Um, I guess the mailman asked about it. He goes, is, are you, is your husband building a playground for your goats? And just like, yes. Yes, he is. This is normal around here. She makes me happy. Mm. So that is that was probably my second um, favorite of the year, but... Um, if you are not on Goodreads, we highly suggest you get on Goodreads um, and definitely kind of check out what other people... It's a great way to track what you're reading. I know a lot of us probably got back on Goodreads to see what we had read for the year. Um, and you can set reading goals on there, which is really nice as well. So, um, But what about... Tw- and this is the nice thing, that you can say, I want to read books and then organize them by when they come out. So this, what do I want to read in 2018 was a little easier for me. 
Um, so anybody was. have, we won't go all the way around the table, but is there any one book that, um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> is there any one book people are really excited about looking forward uh, to? There's a lot. If you say mine, I'm going to punch you <laughs> in the I arm. I don't know what yours are, so, but oh, I don't think. I'm going to go gotcha. first. Neener, okay, neener, go. so I get to say mine too. Um, Obsidio, book number three in the Illuminate trilogy. Is it a trilogy? Yes. 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 By Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. I am so excited about this book, but I'm probably equally excited to be able to listen to the first two again. Then I get to experience those again. Um, very excited about that. That comes out, I believe, in either April or April or May. April, I think. Um, and then My Plain Jane by Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. Um, Cynthia Hand has been doing snapshots of her editing, and so I've gotten mm-hmm. to see a few pages. <laughs> Oh, there was one she posted today that um, had a quote that was just fantastic. And she, she's like, I'm just sitting here giggling. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to giggle through the whole thing. I'm so excited. So those are my two big ones that I am looking forward to. My Plain Jane is a retelling of Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. Right. Okay. But, like in, but it has like a weird twist to it. It's like a she's paranormal like a investigator. Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so excited. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> You'll probably hear all about it when it comes out because I'm I'm already going to pre-order oh, sure. myself a copy. <laughs> I have oh god, there's so many things I'm looking forward to this coming year. Um, the big one being Smoke in the Sun, which is the sequel to Flame in the Mist. Um, I really like that Renee Adia writes duologies. I've read so many books that are trilogies and more, and so many times it feels stretched in the middle. And I'm just like, okay, get back to the story. I feel like the two book series really works for her story. And how awful is six books? Like, who does that to someone? Sarah J. Maas. Sarah J. Maas. Rude. And then she starts another series. Yeah, that that makes it even worse. You need to finish one and then give us another one. Don't do that. That's mean. But yeah, that one I'm. I got a an advanced copy of Flame in the Mist, which I was all excited about. I was like, yay! And then I read it, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> this means book two doesn't come out until... Oh, my God. Yeah. You broke oh. your rule. I did. I tried not... I did that with rule. Blue Lily, Lily Blue, with Maggie Stiefvater, book number three. I and I was like, that. why did I do that to myself? Because it was a couple months before it even came out. And then I was like, I have to wait so much longer now to get the last one. I was so upset. It's three more months until this yes. book comes out. And oh. then but then you get to start over and that read them from the beginning. Which I did. And they're the best. Yes. So oh. you can. <laughs> But yeah, and then there is a couple of short story books that I'm really excited about. The first is Meet Cute, which I just got a um, advanced copy of for that one. It's also cute little romance stories. Any big authors um, contribute? Yes. Jennifer Armentrout. I want to say Stephanie Perkins, but I'm not entirely oh, sold Stephanie. on that one. Uh, there, there's a bunch in that. Um, they just look cute and sweet and adorable, and I feel like I've read a lot that's heavy recently. <laughs> Like, I want cutesy. Yeah. Um, so I've been that, in that mood lately. Yeah. That and then one called uh, A Thousand Beginnings and Endings, which actually Renee Adia contributed to. It's East Asian and Southern Asian folklore and mythology retellings, uh, which I don't know much about. I mean, I'm familiar with, like, Shahrazad, but beyond that, I'm not terribly familiar with the folklore, so I'm interested to learn. Awesome. Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson, because Maureen Johnson's awesome. And it's been forever since she, she released something. Yeah, she hasn't released a book in forever. The last series I think she did was named The Star, which was a Jack the Ripper ghost story. Ghost story. Yeah. Um, and this one is perfect for fans of Agatha Christie and E. Lockhart, which means yay. Um, and it takes place in a private school where the... <laughs> 
Valerie's yawning and it's funny. I'm trying not to sneeze. Valerie thinks you're bored. No, I'm trying not to sneeze. I like how painful it looks right now, though. I just feel bad for you, but I also want to laugh at you. So anyway, there's this private school founded by this guy named Albert Ellingham. And when it was founded, not long after it was founded, um, his wife and daughter were kidnapped. And so this is years later. Um, This girl who's kind of obsessed with true crime starts her first year at the school. And she decides she's going to solve this cold case. um, But then things get dangerous. So... That one sounds really fun. And then, of course, um, Save the Date by Morgan Madsen. Because Morgan Madsen finally has a new book, and it's been over a year or so since her books, her last one came out. Um, Unexpected Everything, I think, was the last one. And she writes wonderful, mm. beautiful, lovely little things. I love The um, Unexpected Everything. That book made me so happy. That one was really good. Um, not as good as Second Chance no, Summer. But really good. Um, so this one's about um, a girl whose older sister's getting married and all of their siblings are going to be under one roof for the weekend and she's just really excited to make it the best weekend ever because things are never going to be the same after this. And of course, nothing ends up the way it's supposed to. So she just writes wonderful things and it sounds wonderful. There's so much coming out. Um, we have gone ahead and picked out all of the books we are reading in 2018 yeah. to share with you. Um, I don't know. Are we, we could share that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll consider doing that. I'll write a blog post. How about that? Check out the GPL blog, and I will write a blog post about that. Um, but we have a lot of great conversations coming up in 2018 that we're excited about. But I think we need to geek out really quick even though I've not thought about this at all, so I'm going to go last. All right, well, I'll go first then, um, because the thing I'm geeking out about was just announced, I want to say yesterday or the day before, uh, because when when everything broke with Kevin Spacey, they sort of immediately halted House of Cards, and they're like, nope, we can't. They've decided to go forward with it, with Robin Wright sort of headlining it for the last season, which I think she's just incredibly awesome and powerful and talented. And after watching her as Hippolyta, I'm just like, yes, she can run the world. Yeah. Like, seriously, just kill him off, fine, whatever. She will run the planet. I've not watched House of Cards yet. I need to. I haven't either. That's been on my, I want to binge, but. I watched the first, like, three seasons, and they kept killing all of the people that I liked, so I quit. Oh. Stop killing that, that the people I like. That does happen. But I like it because it's one more sort of, or a second example for her of that whole, you know, my the women who were the cute princesses in my childhood movies are now growing up to rule the world. And, you know, with her and, and Leia, who went from being, you know, like the princess to being the general. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just cool to say, like, all right, they do not need saving anymore. They've got this. So that's what I'm geeking out about. I'll be really excited to see how they... How they do that, uh-huh. switch it around. What about you, Jessica? Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came back last week, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be good or I was going to really even, like, want to pay attention, but it was a two-hour episode, and it was great. I couldn't stop watching. They're in space. I um, do love it's space. It's in the future. <laughs> it's like, not real space, though. Real astronauts are, like... Terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Indiv- I don't know how they do that. Well, there were some terrifying things because these people are crazy because it's set in the future and there are aliens that rule the world. They're the Kree aliens that are, like, ruling everything. And I don't know. They, they stuck yeah, something in Gemma's ear so that she 
can only focus on this one guy who's ruler, and they painted her face gold. And we spent the whole episode messaging back and forth on Facebook. Although about let's say about a third of my comments were were where is Fitz? Because he didn't come with them to this future place. There's one reference to them where he's left a note, but I'm like, but where is he? He's my favorite character. He's working on it in the past, but they're like thousands of years in the future and Earth no longer exists uh-huh. and they're looking down like, at Earth going, oh, well, was crap. It I got the feeling it was just Earth a couple go? hundred years. No, I don't know. It was in the future okay. and Earth isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, what I know. It's at least a generation probably more than that because they talk about killing off all the elders so they've lost all of this Earth history so yeah. they're not, humans aren't rebelling as much because they don't have anything to build on. But which is interesting. Yeah, I have no but idea there's what you're no about. Brett Dalton. There's no Agent <laughs> Ward, and I really, really but what's his name is coming back. Come back. Oh, um, Hunter. Hunter. Hunter's coming back, so that's gonna be good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank goodness. You should love I Agents missed Hunter. Of I <laughs> this is how I feel all the time. Oh, he no. makes Harry Potter references, and it's cute. He well, does. Awesome. He's adorable. Well, do you? Are you geeking out about anything? Yeah. Sure. What are you geeking out about? Uh, well, my husband and I have started playing. Uh, I thought you were just gonna stop there. <laughs> <laughs> no. My husband. No. I, I didn't even say that while we were planning weddings. No. <laughs> We've been playing uh, Super Mario Brothers on the Wii, and I have gotten a little bit obsessed. I suck. I really, really bad. Like, he likes to comment, because you get continues after you've died so many times, so he'll let you keep going so you don't, like, you're not out of the game. And I've had, like, 40-some continues, so he likes to tell me how many times that means I've died. But the world we're on right now has these cute little caterpillars, and they're called Wigglers, and they are so cute. He hates them with a fiery passion, but I love them because they're adorable, and they have little flowers out of their heads. That's my thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're adorable. Thanks. I am geeking out. Well, I'm geeking out over two things: Hallmark Christmas movies, which yes. I know not oh. everyone in this room loves, but I just don't have to think about anything when I'm watching them, and I find that pleasant. And they're just sweet and cute, and it's a good time. Um, especially Miss Christmas. I watched it last night for the <laughs> second time. Oh, it's adorable. Um, but I'm also geeking out over the, they announced that Peaky Blinder season four will be coming out on December 21st, which means I get to rewatch it to remember things. And so I started it again and I realized how much it make, happy it makes me and, oh, Tommy Shelby for love forever. So, um, See, I thought that's you were going to go with the Infinity about. War trailer. Yeah, that was <laughs> a good trailer too. But it just is also sad, and I don't know if I'm prepared. Like, I, I sent, did I send you the yeah. message that it said that this is kind of the end of the current Marvel universe? I was like, well, that just makes me sad. So as excited as I am, I'm just, I'm not ready to say goodbye to some of the, the people that I like on there. So I mean, Somebody posted that if you start in January, you should be able to watch one movie a week and get through the entire um, oh. universe before Infinity War comes out. I don't know how one would only watch one movie a week. Yeah. <laughs> we can do like one a day and get oh, through this. I can do that easy. One a week. Oh. I'm good with that. I did see someone posted like how to watch them in chronological order. Yeah. Yes. Which seems like a good way to do it. Yeah. If that would be kind of cool. That's that doesn't I... count filtering in S.H.I.E.L.D. though. Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which that's, I, that's too much. Interesting to try to do. And I did do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's hard. 
I'm also geeking out about one more thing that happens this week that we didn't talk about. Oh my god, we didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Psych the movie is this week. <gasps> yeah, it is. Uh, We're sorry. Viewing party at Emily's house. If anybody wants to come, we'll make new friends. It'll be great. But I am excited about that because Sean Spencer is my spirit animal and Zachary Levi's on it and Julie Hill. Oh my goodness, I just love them all. So I go back and forth between watching like Psych and then West Wing and just like Dula Hill and both oh, of those. Yeah, like, ah. he's so fantastic. So very excited about that. Well, thanks for listening. We would love to hear what some of your favorite reads of 2017 were. So you can either stop by the library and let us know and have a chat or leave comments below. And that'd be great. Just a reminder that we are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, and I will work on that blog post that I talked about where you get to kind of see what we are reading. That way, if you want to read with us, that would be fantastic. And we will be back before um, the 20th probably to kind of wrap up for the year with the podcast because I know we have vacations coming up and people in, people out. So um, we want to make sure that we end on with all of us here and we will be talking about our reading resolutions. So thank you for joining us and we will see you later.